0: Hello there. Welcome to Series 2 of Satisfied. The Series 2 podcasts relate to the Live Out His Love and Satisfied by His Love Bible Studies. I'm Melanie Newton, just an ordinary woman who loves the Lord and His Word. I'm so glad you've joined me for this series of podcasts. Together, we will experience how Jesus satisfies our hearts with many good things that come from the goodness of His love. Today we will explore how Jesus satisfies your heart with kindness. Our New Testament examples are found in Lesson 5 of Live Out His Love. Jesus extended kindness to two women in this lesson. Actually three if you count the Canaanite woman's daughter who was healed. The disciples in the synagogue ruler were less interested in responding to the needs of the women with kindness than they were in sending them away. We'll call the gentile woman Jenny. The woman with the bent back we'll call Barb. That makes them seem more like real women rather than words on a page. Jenny was not received well by the disciples because she was an unclean gentile. Barb was criticized because she dared to get healed on the Sabbath. Neither of those excuses were good reasons to be unkind to those women. The disciples knew Jesus could heal Jenny's daughter. The synagogue ruler knew Jesus could heal Barb's back. The sad thing is that Barb had been in his congregation for 18 years, and he didn't care enough to bring her to Jesus himself. Both the disciples and the religious leader showed a lack of kindness because someone invaded their space, interrupted their well-ordered day. We all want to get away from such interruptions by needy people at times. Our responses may be governed by our time schedule or our biases and even our hard hearts. Honestly, we cannot meet every need, but we know the one who can meet the spiritual needs of every person Jesus can. And we can show kindness to anyone Jesus puts in our path because he has already shown that kindness to us. Kindness is one aspect of love. It is love's touch and it reflects God's love for us. God's kind of love is based on the deliberate choice of the one who loves rather than the worthiness of the one who receives love. God's kind of love is self-sacrificing, committed. It is unnatural. In fact, it wars against our selfish natures, doesn't it? But our God doesn't ask us to do anything that he doesn't provide the resources for us to do it. That's the same thing with agape love, God's kind of love. The love of Christ in us gives us a new ability we never really had before. It's His love in us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, we read that love is kind. Interestingly, the root word translated kind here means to be gracious and useful. A good working definition is to keep on doing whatever is appropriate or suitable to meet someone's need and do no harm. Kindness is an action, not a feeling. It is a gift that benefits the one who receives it. A person who is kind is helpful, friendly, generous, and warm-hearted. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, Paul instructs all Christians to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. God acts with kindness toward us. And in his kindness, he did something about our need for a relationship with him. Jesus himself was kind when he asked his disciple John to care for Mary, his mother. Jesus was kind to Jenny, the Canaanite woman, when he affirmed her faith and healed her daughter. He didn't have to do it. He chose to do it. Jesus was kind to Barb in the synagogue. He knew It would create a not-so-good response from the hard-hearted religious leaders watching. But he chose to be kind to the woman and heal her anyway. Jesus modeled for the disciples and the religious leaders how to be kind to someone regardless of the person's status in society. Kindness says, I am on your side. I care about you. Kindness says, you are worth something. Kindness says, God is kind and compassionate. And kindness says, I notice you to those who are feeling alone. For several years, I was active in women's ministry at my church. When I attended an event, I knew just about every woman there. I usually had responsibilities at the event and I hung out with my friends. So I didn't really notice the newcomers very much. I assumed They would jump into the mix and connect on their own. But then I became the newcomer. It was a vastly different and eye-opening experience. As I walked into our new church building on Sunday mornings that first year, all I saw was a sea of faces. I knew none of them. It was a lonely and isolating feeling because they seemed to know each other. When we were visiting various small groups to consider joining one, I was the outsider walking into a room of women who knew each other well, but who were all strangers to me. On one occasion, the other women greeted me, but then went and gathered in their own group to catch up on each other's lives. Only one woman sat at the table and talked with me, letting me know that she cared I was there. My heart was so appreciative of her. We had lunch together several times. That felt so good to know someone who was kind to me and wanted to know me. The first summer Bible study I attended at our new church, I showed up early to help women find their name tags so I could put a name to a face too. When I sat at a table, I wrote in my study guide the names of the other women at my table and jotted down whatever they said about themselves. I hoped I would see them again before my memory forgot what they looked like. Every week, I sat at a different table to meet new women. I desperately wanted to know who some of those faces were that I saw on Sunday mornings. Praise God that during that same summer study, a few women showed kindness to me by intentionally engaging me. They noticed me and remembered my name. That made me feel wanted and included. That was showing God's kindness. This was a hard but needed lesson for me. Now I have a greater appreciation for how the newcomer feels at a women's event. She comes because she desperately wants to make friends. She wants to know and be known. She may be new to the area new to the church, looking for a church, or just seeking something spiritual but not sure what. She longs for the kindness that notices she is feeling alone. Kindness is love's touch, and touching is personal. Showing God's kindness is the fruit of dependent living. Kindness is Jesus Christ in you, living his life through you. Kindness is part of his character. The Holy Spirit produces this same kindness in you as you choose to be dependent on Jesus to do so. It is available to you 24-7, but you can't do this through your own efforts. No human can be continually kind through self-effort. We get easily distracted by our own interests and business. But you can ask the Lord Jesus to be kind to others through you. Then watch what He does. Our God created us with a spiritual thirst for a relationship with Him. Another human cannot satisfy that thirst. Only God can satisfy it. Jesus Christ satisfies your thirst for His kindness. As the Bible promises, He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. A satisfied heart recognizes God's kindness and extends kindness to others, even those who may not deserve it. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with the goodness of his love, then live out that love. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, hoping you will join me in being satisfied by his love.